my name is David and I have seen no movies. But with me are some people who have. Introducing Fraser. Hello. And Jack. How are you all doing? So Finn can't be with us today because he is busy. So instead of doing a full-on episode, we thought we'd just have a fun time kind of shooting the breeze, chatting about something. And this episode, it's action movies. Tarantino movies are quite action-y, I would say. There's certainly some action yep, in them. Yeah, they are. Especially as you get later in the line, yeah. My opinion of action is definitely just when people explode in rivers of blood. Like Expendables. You, you'll, do well, you'll do well when we get to the Kill Bill franchise. Excellent. Well, that's <laughs> not to... We're recording this before we record the Pulp Fiction episode, but not to spoil anything. There's a scene in Pulp Fiction where Bruce Willis has the samurai sword that did make me think, oh, this Tarantino is Tarantino is a weeb. Well, that too, but this is going to be reused later in... I actually thought the exact same uh, thing when watching it. Well, I was going to say to kind of lead into the whole action movie conversation, yeah. um, to kind of go from what we're talking about with Bruce Willis... I did notice how he was wearing the same color clothing as he was in the original, uh, was it called? Fuck. Damn it. Die Why Hard. Why is it only doing this now? Die Hard, yeah. He was wearing the same color outfit as he wore in the original Die Hard. I kind of noticed that. <laughs> yeah, so, to, to, to lead into action movies, there you go. Die Hard, Bruce Willis. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've not seen Die Hard, unsurprisingly. Is it a Christmas movie really, or is classic. it an action movie? I've always heard Christmas. I'd say, I'd say action. Definitely action movie. See, I would agree with you. I just wish they'd put it on TV a little bit more often when it wasn't Christmas. Yeah. Why do they always put it on at Christmas time? Because Why it features that? a Christmas party at the office. Oh, that's... Oh, yeah, 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 they do. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. It's got Snape in it, right? I, I mean, yeah, yes, yeah, Alan Rickman is in it, yeah. <laughs> Young Harry Potter is crawling in the vents. <laughs> I've, do you know what I have seen? I saw years ago, and I can kind of vaguely remember it. Um, Rambo. Uh, which one? Uh, first Blood. I think I saw the first Rambo when I was... I think... So it was a sleepover. The obvious question guy, is how many people died in it? A lot. A lot of policemen got... got if it's a lot of, if it's a lot of people... If a lot of people die, it's not the first one. Only one person dies in Rambo First Blood. Seriously. I don't, oh, I don't, Very I don't surprising. Remember that everyone, well. everyone thinks of Rambo gunning down tons of soldiers with his M60. Uh, and the first, the original Rambo movie, the thing that was special about it was that only one person dies, and it's an accident. Is it... Is Rambo 1... Is that set in, like, suburban America? Yes. I think it is that one, then. I mean, I the reason I don't remember it well... So, it was a sleepover at a guy called Max Steenberg's house. He might listen to this. Um, and we watched... The night before, we watched uh, Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. And then in the morning we watched a movie so um, bad they retconned Rambo it. Two. The only, the only Terminator movie I've seen. I had Terminator Three on PSP. Terminator Three. <laughs> Wait, the, that's the how movie. I watched it. I, I, I watched the movie on my PSP, that's and I was like, oh, "That's how I saw it." I know. <laughs> I watched. I watched. Uh, I've watched that movie on my PSP wow. on road trips. It, could that that could only have enhanced the experience, surely. I it did. I had only two movies on PSP, which was Terminator Three. And then I also had uh, it was um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. That's quite good. And I, I and and of the two, you could probably you, you probably already know which one I would end up watching more. Uh, yeah, yeah absolutely hit... Terminator Three. When the, the ladies. <laughs> nah, fuck that. No, it's Hitchhiker's Guide when to the, the Galaxy. When the ladies' boobs get bigger, Fraser, you would just rewind that. Terminator Three is a that, movie man. with some pretty severe tonal inconsistencies, but is ultimately not that bad when you consider what's been produced since. 
I think I've heard Genesis was a masterpiece. I, th- I, I think that <laughs> Terminator as a franchise. If we're on action movies, let's maybe go with Terminator. That the whole time, the whole multiple timelines aspect just keeps allowing directors without a clue what the franchise was good about in the beginning. They just it just to allows retcon. them to keep retconning and starting over and making the same mistakes. Dark but Fate I, was um, yeah. James Cameron, wasn't it? Yes. And much like Ridley Scott going back to any of his franchises, James Cameron oh, yeah. has absolutely no clue whatsoever <laughs> what made them good in the first place. Stick um, to your submarine, James. <laughs> <laughs> there was about five minutes of good movie in the whole of Dark Fate. The rest of it was complete garbage. Um, I bet um, Thingy, uh, Linda Hamilton was good in it, though, as an actor. She's in it, right? She's Sarah Connor, right? Actually, speaking of Ridley, I can't. No, I can't even say this because it's a spoiler for Alien. But without being no, specific, without Alien. being specific before you see it, the the transition between Terminator Two and Dark Fate because they retconned everything after T Two and said that Dark Fate. Was I've a heard di- of this. Actually. They I've said Dark Fate right. is a direct sequel to Terminator Two, i.e., everything after the last good movie is retconned. Um, ter- <laughs> da- wow. what, what Dark Fate is to Terminator Two is what Alien Three is to aliens i.e. they went from one of the strongest right. what they went from one of the strongest sequels ever and in the first five and, really and then in the first well. five minutes of of each of the other movies that being alien free and dark fate they ruined the the, the prior uh, very high quality movie and i won't say how they did it but it's very similar and a lot of comparisons have been drawn to the start the first five minutes of both movies being completely disrespectful to the previous movie. Oh god, I forgot about Alien Three. That was one like Sigourney. Don't had say it. Don't head. say it. He hasn't seen it yet. But Alien Three is anything. Alien Three is not. It, it it would be a mediocre movie if it didn't follow Aliens, and it's because it's it, the one that's gone. And to be fair, Aliens One, Alien One, and then and then Alien Two are just fantastic as just those two movies. The best way of doing like, a sequel is to be totally different from the first movie. But to add, yeah. to, but to add to it, and that's why Aliens is such a good sequel to Alien, and it's why Terminator Two was such a good sequel to Terminator. They are completely different tones, but they were, that but they're, to- that they're totally consistent. The Alien is still the best. Yeah, I think so. I think so too. Psycholog- psychological horror is a difficult fran- a difficult genre to do correctly. Also, not action. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's just my mind goes in many places at once. <laughs> so, Terminator movies. You guys have seen, I imagine, all of them? I've seen bits of the new ones, but I've seen all of the originals. But not the new ones, because the the last new one I saw was the one with Amelia Clark into it. And I hated that one so much that I kind of just got bored with the franchise and stopped. Amelia Clark was in... Amelia Clark was in the one that had Matt Smith. Oh, Genesis. Yeah, that was the Genesis. Matt Smith's only in it for three seconds. Was it Terminator Genesis? Yeah, 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 it was Genesis. Genesis. It was going to be a a trilogy, and he was told by IGN during an IGN interview that, oh, did you not know the franchise has been put on hold because of how badly Genesis did? And he didn't know, and he was like, oh, uh, thanks for telling me, Um, because the studio hadn't, which I found really funny. I think he must have got paid for his free movie contract somewhat. But yeah, obviously, it's amazing what these studios do. Let's talk about how bad Terminator, I think it was... Salvation is. My dad likes that one. <laughs> Which one is that? The, Salvation wasn't. Is that the 2012 number four? Yeah. The one. See, that's like that shows part of it. The, the other movies never show, which no, is the early. Terminator Salvation was 2009. No. It's set in 2012 though. 
As in, like, in the actual... But it has Christian Bale in it. It's Christian yeah, yeah, Bale's yeah. in it. My dad likes that one. And Sam Worthington. <laughs> I think that one's actually Never quite decent, just because... It could have been a lot better, but it's decent just in terms of its setting. Because it does the early part of the human-machine war. So instead of running around with laser guns and, like, time travel and shape-shifting Terminators like you get later on, it's quite brutalist, rusty, steel-made monsters that are barely mm. resembling humans and everyone's using normal firearms and all the technology's falling apart they're just reusing whatever's left over from before the the before judgment day and like even inside like the 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 south terminator facilities you can tell like everything's just very rough and ready you know they're not they're not trying to be futuristic they're machines they don't care about that i thought just artistically i thought it was a very interesting movie i had a lot of fun watching it but the decision to make it a 12a ruined it because it the, you take you completely removed all the threat in the original Terminator movies, you got within arm's reach of them, you were dead. If they had a gun, you were dead. They would, Unless you, know, you were in the terrible video game of Terminator. We don't talk about Terminator that. Terminator 3. Point is, what we've seen is, Terminator 1, when, when Arnie has guns, he just he, he, he murders everybody without a second thought and doesn't miss a single shot because he's a machine. He doesn't miss, he doesn't hesitate... And if you get within arm's reach, he'll just punch your heart out through your chest. Or in Terminator 2, um, project liquid metal blades. Project liquid metal blades through the back of your skull without a second thought. Terminators had threat behind them in the original movies because if you get close to them, they just kill you. Whereas in Terminator Salvation, because it's a 12A, they're like, oh yes, we're going to make it so that these, these military Terminator models with machine guns are just going to miss every single shot at 50 feet, and then in the ones that don't have guns, if they grab hold of you, they will just pick you up and throw you, and then they'll, they'll, <laughs> then they'll stomp over to you, and they'll pick you up again, and throw you in the other direction. <laughs> and it, it, it was so Hollywood cliche, it just ruined it for me. Like, don't don't let that happen. If, if you want them to pick somebody up, don't have it be the protagonist. Pick up somebody who's not the protagonist, and just crush their throat. Sorry, Jack's golden rules for <laughs> movies. If you want them to pick someone up, don't let it be the protagonist. Uh, well, if you want to show the threat level of the enemy, yeah, maybe... I think it would be more threatening... So the Terminators you just described, right? I find more threatening those fish that swim up swim up your pee stream and into your penis. Those are scarier than the Terminators <laughs> that always miss that you've just described. If those Terminators turned to liquid metal and went up, I would be terrified of them. But... I'm surprised the Terminator model that, that, that could but... turn to, into liquid metal never did that. Because you'd think that that's <laughs> that's idiot. idiot! Are you surprised? I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that never made it into the franchise. I don't think James Cameron's like, oh, this is a, this is a great idea. I'm going to, while I'm in my submarine at the bottom of the Mariana Trench, I better read out this idea so no one can hear me. Liquid metal. That sounded P kind of what, what James Cameron sounds like on South Park. I don't know what that James Cameron sounds like, so I did a typical. Well, on South Park, it sounds like what you just did. Oh, good. Well, there you go. It's a good impression then. Thank you. I'm here all week. You're I'm welcome. literally here all week. I can't leave my house. <laughs> That's how this works. <laughs> Instead of I'm here a week, try the veal. It's I'm here a week. I literally can't leave my yeah, house. <laughs> I have to try the veal. Not sure how long it's been since you guys played um, Team Fortress Two. But you, are you you aware of the the amount of bullet spread on the heavy with his minigun? How that thing is like shooting bullets off at like a forty five degree angle from the barrels. That makes sense. That's that, yeah. that, that that's basically how the Terminators shoot their their miniguns in Salvation because they do have miniguns some of them. 
like you can see the tracers coming off at like 30 40 degree angles from the barrel of the gun and that that's how they get around them not killing the protagonist uh, it, it, it was the most like cringe like it was so cringe like these are machines they've got like targeting software and like infrared vision and we ne- yeah they're meant to be like and they're, they're, guns they're don't shoot like sideways believe it or not guns do not shoot sideways depends if you've got one of those newfangled sideways guns it's got like an l-shaped barrel <laughs> it's like elmer fudd when his gun gets bent upwards by bugs bunny and he shoots himself in the face i'm just remembering the really, really bad early 2000s Hulk movie. This is called Hulk. Man, but that when, statement when just he, hits way the bit too close to home. <laughs> the bit where Ang he's fighting... That was Ang Lee's directed one. There's a bit where he's fighting some tanks and he just bends the gun barrel round and points it back at the commander <laughs> who's like sticking his head out the hatch. So he's just staring down the barrel of his own gun and then he walks off. <laughs> That sounds like a scene in uh, in X Men Origins Wolverine where Blob bends the uh, the fucking oh. <laughs> tank barrel. What is Blob? He's a he's. Do you not not seen the X Men movies who, either? Blob. You don't know who Blob is. X-Men. He's like. How would I know? Oh, what oh the fuck God. is this? <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> Uh, Blob, in a form, is in the X-Men Origins Wolverine film, where he's actually a very likable character. People I... really hate on that movie more than I think so it gets gross. deserved for. <laughs> he's the worst thing I've ever seen. Can we stop talking about him as soon as possible? Slightly back to the action movies. Do you remember? R- recall, recall that I said that there's only like five minutes of good movie in uh, Dark Fate. Yeah. Well, being yes. that being the first return to a R-rated or eighteen-rated Terminator movie that they've done since the originals, those good five minutes and my talk about like setting up the actual threat level of an enemy was the scene in the border detention center where Gabriel the, Luna, the yeah Gabriel Luna's Terminator, which is a liquid metal type one, he's awesome. I love about that about a bunch of basically U.S. military or. Um, or border agents with bod- they've got like body armor and like helmets and bulletproof vests and guns and everything. They try to restrain him and pin him down because they think he's just a, a, a regular human being. And being a liquid metal terminator, he just projects more limbs straight through his skin and just dices every single person holding on to him. Like about six, about, there's hurt. about a dozen guys and he just butchers them because he just projects blades from his body all over. And I'm saying that's what a terminator should be like. When you try, when you're at close range with them, they they will just kill you. They're not going to pick you up and try and throw you. They'll just kill you. They're just going to kill or you. Or swim up your penis. A, Stop like, giving me that mental no, image. I refuse. I'd let listen. Gabriel Lima is a very attractive man, and I'd let him. That's what sex is, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I love I love Gabriel Lima. Not that much. <laughs> In the finale, he goes back to picking up and throwing. Because it's because <laughs> because it's the protagonists. Well, in Pokemon, when you run out of your moves, uh, you actually have a move called Struggle, where you just wave about. So maybe this is why Terminator's like struggle is <laughs> when he's run out of his moves. He has to pick and throw. It's all he can do. Gabriel Luna is excellent. It doesn't surprise me he can do at least when he's given the right time a good threatening Terminator because he was Ghost Rider in the in the Agents of Shield show. And he was a really good Ghost Rider. Um, Acting-wise, he did pull off an intimidating Terminator equivalent to Terminator 2 levels of uh, Fear Factor. It it was just a shame he had to do it in a really bad movie. Who plays the Terminator in Terminator 2? Uh, John Patrick? Something Patrick's? Uh, Let me me look it up. Was it John Travolta? 
<laughs> Imagine. I am. Robert Patrick. I knew it was something Patrick. <laughs> he does such intimidating faces. Oh my god, he was in Spy Kids. I've seen Spy Kids. That's an action movie I've seen. I love Spy Kids. Oh, Spy Kids. Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> so love, that means you have that seen a Robert Rodriguez film. <laughs> I loved that movie when I was younger. And remember, Spy Kids is directed by the same guy who directed Machete. Nice. <laughs> I don't know about that movie, but I can imagine they're significantly different. Um, how many pregnant women go spying in a fun, in like a fun, janky kind of way with their children in, in Machete? Lots? Well, not very many. There's, there's lots of killing in Machete, I'm just going to leave it there. There's lots, of kill- <laughs> there's lots of killing in Spy Kids, Faith. You've clearly not seen it. It's horrible. I have it's seen Spy Kids. I've seen all the gory. Spy Kids. Then you'll know I how grew up horribly, with Spy Kids. horribly gory it is. There's that bit where all the kids has their limb removed. Oh. It's really very also, much Rob- Robert Rodriguez sword. is also responsible for Alita Battle Angel and Sin City. So, I probably need to watch Terminator at some point, I imagine. Yes, you would. Um, that's a thing I should watch. I imagine that's a thing I'm going to watch for this at some point. Uh, the original this? Terminator, the, the, the classic Terminator films are, are part of pulp culture just as much as pulp yes. fiction is. What was I so going to say about... Um, oh, oh, I know. What about... All these action movies, we talked about bad action movies and good action movies in the same franchise. What about these extremely frequently made, like, basically bad action movies? Kind of your typical Nicolas Cage fare. Oh, you mean like the most recent two Fast and Furious films, which are pretty much well, fall under that category? But they're just weird, aren't they, Fast and the Furious now? Aren't they just super weird? I know there's like genetic modification it, and it, stuff. It ended, it, the, 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 the fucking films for me ended after the seventh one, which is where they said goodbye to Paul Walker. Um, you know, it wasn't the exec's decision. Oh, no, 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 no. But, they, but, but the guy, because uh, James Wan chose to chose as, as I believe, I can't remember if he was the one who wrote the movie or not, but they chose to end Paul Walker's character in that film because yeah, they, of course. he couldn't continue. But they did it, they ended that movie in such a great way where they could have easily had ended the franchise there and no one would have had any problems. I mean, I, I feel like, I don't know much, I know nothing about Fast and the Furious. The first one is the best one. The original one, it came out in like, again, late 90s, early 2000s. It's fantastic. Because it's completely different to what the franchise would become. I have a confession. I've never seen a Fast and Furious movie. Oh, good. I'm glad that we're both on the same page. I listened to again, the now. first one. Again, I'm, go- I'm just going to say. I'm just going to say this right now. The very, very first one is the best one because it's not. It's completely different as to what the franchise would become. And if anything, it has the most heart. It's actually a very, very good movie. But as the franchise kept on moving forward, as the series went forward, it just kind of lost its touch. Did the cars turn to liquid metal and go up? No. <laughs> no, okay. I'm not interested in that. That's, that's the last that's time my... you're allowed to mention that tonight. <laughs> that's, my yeah, para- yeah. that's my parameter <laughs> for enjoying a film. It has to, has to happen. Look, so I've you, not enjoyed you, any If you mention ever. it again, then when we go into horror movies, I'm making you watch Piranha 3 Double D in which a piranha swims up a girl's oh, vagina. Oh, stop, stop. I've seen that clip. <laughs> <laughs> seen that clip. Wait, doesn't doesn't the piranha stay up there and then bite the guy's dick off when they're I've in bed? I've only later? seen the guy screaming. <laughs> <laughs> whoever whoever wrote that script should be shot. <laughs> that is just... oh, big words from Jack there. 
He's not Ron. Piranha is just... Piranha as, like, a film is just something else. <laughs> all, you need, all you need to know about the, the, the people who created those movies... There, there's a three-second part in the movie that basically sums up the guys that made it, which is that some... I can't remember which one it's in, in the first or the second, but there is, like, a cable under a lot of pressure, and as it... Uh, during one disaster scenes, and it, as it snaps, it lashes oh, out and diagonally cuts through this girl... And she like stands there completely oh. and looks down at herself, and because it's cut through her, her bikini top falls off, and then she splits in half and dies. That's the kind of film they were making. You could buy one of the piranhas, I think. Yeah, you could buy one of the piranhas for five hundred dollars. But sadly, it's out of, out of stock. God, I'd have done anything to sell to use the last remaining bits of my student loan I need to eat food to instead buy a piranha from free. Double D. Buy the bathtub vagina piranha. I bet that one charge more. <laughs> I don't think they actually put Jack. Your website. <laughs> Wait, we're talking about things going up again, Jack, and whose fault is that? <laughs> God damn it. You're... Right, we need to go to one more action section. I want to tell you guys about the Liam Neeson movie, The Commuter. Which is a recent. Oh, I've heard of this. Um, I will spoil this for the commuter. So the vague plot of the commuter is Liam Neeson is a retired police officer who works in like a bank or something, and he gets the train, this commuter train in the US, uh, which I don't know if we have commuter trains in the UK, but commuter train, as far as I understand it, is like a just it doesn't stop at as many stops. It stops at the places where the major work districts are, I guess. Ha, sorry, so, I was laughing at, the, at a review of it. Yeah, yeah, so Liam Neeson is this guy, and he's getting the train, and basically someone comes up to him and says, I've got, we've got your wife. It's like some conspiracy. We've got your wife. We need you, random man on the train, to find this girl or this person who's called, like, Prin or something. Um, find her, uh, or him, I can't remember if they know the gender, and kill them. For us. And we're going to keep killing people until you do, but also we have your wife. And what's... Basically, they can do anything. Like, they're just all controlling conspiracies. There's a bit where a guy who's... First of all, it relies on the fact that... This film relies on the idea that people will talk to each other on trains. Now, in, in the UK, we can all confirm this. It doesn't happen. But it not doesn't just that. happen. We can especially Unless confirm... it's a football game and everyone's drunk, it doesn't happen. I mean, I can guarantee it doesn't happen in New York, where the commuter's set. Um, no, I, I can <laughs> confirm, even on, like, U.S. subway trains, even in Boston, where I was living, people don't talk right. on the train. No one. Just doesn't happen. And this movie has, like, there are, like Liam Neeson is, like, pally with people he knows on the train. He's like, oh, it's Bob. Bob gets on at this stop. Yeah. You know, and he's chill. Anyway, so Bob, I'm going to call him Bob because I don't know which guy he was, gets off the train at one point, and you see um, him cross the road, and someone who's part of the conspiracy, reaches out and pushes him in front of a bus. And it's like, that's their reach. And that's their power. And it's something to do with, like, I think there's some information that Finn has or something on, like, some governors. So I think it's the idea there might be some sort of political conspiracy. But it's just this absolutely ridiculous idea. They hire this... this they don't hire. They just blackmail just a random guy to do a job. And there is, I believe there are professional assassins because some of the people on the train get like assassinated by professional assassins who they don't use to kill the person they want because Liam Neeson has to do it. Because um, it's Liam Neeson, that's why. I mean, yeah. 
it's it's just it's such a weird baffling concept and Liam Neeson and Nicolas Cage are both these guys that kind of show up in bad movies that being said I have seen Taken 2 and I did like that I just need to watch some more of these um like bad or just funny um sci-fi uh not sci-fi action movies because there's so much that like can be done uh with silly action movies that make you laugh i mean if you want if you want like silly action films that are meant to be like reminiscent of the bygone era of classic action films look none other than like the first than like the the second expendables film which pretty much just makes fun of everything that came before but also has that yeah the, the, the Expelled movies are actually pretty good. The first two especially. The third one is just... It's 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 okay. If you want to see Mel Gibson go nuts, then watch it. But like, I mean, I don't need to... I, I'm okay for Mel Gibson. I think I've had enough of Mel, <laughs> the Jews are behind all the wars in the world, Gibson, for a lifetime. Um, um, but if you want like a sincerely very, very good action film, I've been holding on to this throughout the whole entire talk we've had. Edge of Tomorrow. I, I love that movie. It's uh, Tom Cruise and Emmy Blunt. It's so good. For once, a movie where I actually don't mind Tom Cruise. That movie was very, very good. Okay, I'll need to... I watched that twice on the way to and back from New Zealand because I wanted to watch it again. I have it's just, just, it's the just gift fantastic. That's all I can say about it. Oh, okay. Ter- it's terrible. I mean, it's terrible. It's it's egregious, but it also just looks really bad. Like, yeah. the CGI is just terrible. Jack, I think I... I mean, I mean actually... Actually, this for both of you, actually. So, so guys, I think I might actually have a movie, a sci-fi film you probably should see. Okay. Actually. It's called Star... Um, I think it's called Star Trip Troopers, I think is what it's called. Starship Troopers yeah. is very famous. Starship Troopers is Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah Starship it. Troopers. You guys need to see that. I have seen that. I haven't seen that. Oh, I saw it ages ago. Like, what when my dad and mom introduced me to it. I've seen Space Jam. What I genre Space is Jam. that? Because I definitely saw that when I was younger. Space Jam? I don't know. I, I actually don't know what genre Space Jam would be considered. Like, Can it be action so it's relevant? I mean, let's see what Google says, it, or IMDb really says it is. So Google says that Space Jam can file under animation, comedy, sports, adventure, sports. sci-fi, family, and fantasy. Oh, not action. I have not seen Space Jam, says. I have seen Looney Tunes, the movie. And what I find, I'm just watching a clip from it, and what's amazing is the, the fucking Daleks are in it. Um, there's a legitimate Dalek, just Wait, in, in Looney Tunes the movie, casually. Like an actual, solid, real prop. Moving about, Daffy Duck is fighting the Daleks. This is a thing that happened in a real movie. Oh my god. Wait, what the fuck? Oh um, my god! Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> that's a movie, that's an action movie I would watch. Daffy Duck versus the Daleks. I don't think the Daleks kill Daffy Duck. I'm just watching it. No, there are two Daleks and they fight. They do kill Marvin the Martian, actually. What oh, I love the my boy Marvin. Fuck? I love, I love Marvin, Marvin the Martian. The Martian. <laughs> right, do any of you guys have any other hot topics or final points you want to make before mm. we end? Hollywood, Hollywood should stop remaking foreign action movies in English. Subtitles are not hard. There's not much dialogue in action movies. How about just movies. stop remaking action movies? Like, how about just stop remaking certain action movie franchises in the wrong way? <laughs> oh my god, that's true. First of all, both of us are true. But you know, this isn't obviously an action movie. Someone has bought the rights to do um, Parasite in English. Why? No, that just... No. <laughs> HBO 
beat out Netflix in a bidding war for the rights to an adaptation of Parasite, it would, to be fair, be made in part with the original director. And also the guy that directed An- Anchorman. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, this is not going to go well. <laughs> he also made The Big Short and Succession. And The Big Short's really good if you haven't seen it. It's on Netflix right now. Big Short's got a big cast to its name as well. I'm talking Steve Carell, Ryan Gosling. And it's really, really good. Okay, so in summary, Golden Rules, don't remake good foreign movies in English for no reason. And two, stop remaking or making shit sequels to good franchises. And we're particularly looking at you, Terminator. We're looking deep into your heart and you're not swimming up our dick holes. What? Um, I didn't mention that again. (laughs) Right. (laughs) On that note... Thank you very much for listening to this little experiment. Um, we'll see you again when we see you again. Uh, I imagine the next thing we'll be doing will be Jackie Brown, uh, because this should be releasing at that time. If it isn't, it'll be something else. Hope you enjoy. Thank you very much for listening. So from me, goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye, Thank everyone. you for stopping by. <laughs>